Hey. Hi. Hello. Hey. How are you? I'm Vince. Hello. And I'm your spring cleaning host, Olive. And how are you? I, I'm okay, thank you. How are you? I'm good. good. I spent the entire day spring cleaning my house. Good shit. Yeah, we re- like rearranged the entire like living room. Yeah, and um, like we dusted and vacuumed and shit, and like we wiped the floorboards. We really went ham. Cool. Uh, and we moved our like winter coat rack away and then put like a little table and like made a breakfast nook and now it's like really cute. Nice. Yeah, I'm like I'm exhausted just from like doing all the work, yeah. but it's it's nice and I'm really happy. I'm feeling in, in a really inspired mood. Cool. Welcome to Tom yeah. Grado Hour, episode one forty four. Yeah, welcome. Um That's cool. I'm really tired. I'm trying to pick up extra hours of work. Mm, me too. tired um i played D the other night <laughs> and uh we just made <laughs> we just made characters it was cool but it's it's three dudes and a, and a chick right and the chick's never played mm-hmm. she's never played characters D&D. or human players no human people okay um human people i mean i don't know what gender they're playing i assume they're playing their own gender um mm. but She's never played before, and I'm trying to like I'm trying to sit down with her like in a, amongst the group and like explain to her like this is how the game is played, and you're not playing yourself, you're playing a character that has ideals and wants and thoughts and and things of their own. Mm-hmm. And I look at her and I was like, all right, so now you have to kind of think about your background. And she picked like haunted one because she's like that sounds cool. I can see demons and and. Uh, <laughs> and Imagine your character just being haunted. Yeah, but I was, I was like, so what did your? <laughs> I, I lost it when I heard this. I go, well, what did your character do before they met up with with the party? Before they started adventure, she goes, I don't know, wait tables. <laughs> I fucking lost. <laughs> I thought it was so funny to the point where, like, in in her notes. It's like, oh, what items do you start with aside from like her weapon and whatever? It's her name tag from when she was waiting tables. Cause I, I, <laughs> That's really I funny. thought it was like, it was and like an apron and stuff. Dude, it was the most like human answer. Like, oh, what were you doing? Oh, no. Wait tables. tables. Like, yeah. I also started playing, uh, Overwatch again. Um, oh, cool. Just cause it's something to do. I played with Papa once, but Papa told me that he doesn't like that I don't take the game seriously enough. I never took him as a competitive guy. Yeah, I never did either. Yeah, Papa, are are you? Why so serious, Papa? I just I just wanted to like play and mess around and like be Lucio. Like I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't. You mean the, the coolest. coolest? Yes. And um, uh, all of a sudden, I'll I'll message people if I see that they have a great name, and mm-hmm. I'll be like, "Hey, ten out of ten name." Like one time, I saw a dude <laughs> whose name. What, what are some highlight names? One was Ouchwitz. Like ouch, like ouch and Auschwitz. That's pretty. Creative. I thought it was so f- funny. Um, and Frankenstein. Mm. That was. I'm seeing a theme here of uh, no, haha, the Jews. <laughs> no, it was just the first like thing I thought of. The um, but I I played with someone who all capital their name was Peg underscore all Peg underscore men. Peg all men. That's good. And I was like, That's and good. I messaged them. I was like, yo, 10 out of 10 name. It made me laugh. So they send me a friend request. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not one for that activity, but like, if you are, whatever, get down with your bad self. So I'm talking to fucking peg all men, right? 
mm-hmm. think Peg Old Men was about sixteen. <laughs> yeah, didn't, didn't know. I don't. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to converse with children. Oh, that's a nice ass mason dude, jar, dude. It's a pickle jar, bro. It's a pickle jar because, like, look at mine. Mine, <laughs> your jar, my jar pales in dude, comparison. My to jar, your jar fucks, dude. My jar decidedly doesn't fuck. Dude, guess where I got? Guess where I got this jar? Costco. Yes. I'm assuming. I'm sure yes. it had Costco pickles. Yes. In it. And it fits so much water and ice now. <laughs> I don't even know if this is going to be like in screen. Um. So, Peg on that. And I join Peg. I I agree with the sentiment. <laughs> so I join I join Peg All Men's uh, party chat. Me and my buddy Chris, um, who Chris and I will just play this game and talk just, to shit and just talk shit the whole time and like try to play competitively and we just can't. Like he used to play. He used to be like a semi pro. Like that's how mm-hmm. good he was at this. And I'm just like, haha, meme game that panders, and I'm just shooting as Lucio as I ride walls. <laughs> like, there's a game mode called Pokemon that every five levels you get a random character and you get stat increases. And oh, that's kind of cool. If you have like, like eleven plus one people playing, it's incredibly fun. It, because you that sounds really fun. all the abilities are unlimited. So once you get them, you can just keep you just, using You just them. keep going. So like, um, Bridget, do you ever, do you, do you play, or Borderlands, do you play Overwatch at all? I stopped playing around the time Bridget was at, okay. so I don't really know her kid. She has a thing where she can like shield bash, and yeah. you just, I had my like speed on 200% and my... Ooh. And my jump on like 150 or maybe it's flipped or something or 300%. So just jumping and shielding. Dude, you just <laughs> – I was just zooming across. Dude, there was just a, a pile of people in the middle of the map and I would just go kill two of them. Like it's it's so – that's so much fun. But I joined Peg All Men's group chat thing and there – it reminded me of the people you hung out with in high school. Like do you ever see the band kid meme, the TikTok band kid meme? I don't think Where he's so. like, don't tell anybody, but I brought my lizard home, my lizard from home. Uh, his name's Big Chungus. <laughs> T-Pose. Like, it reminds me of dude, <laughs> like, people you were friends with, like, in high school. And they're talking about, they're talking about the one, one kid, it was two females and a male. And one of them's talking about how their mom was a racist. And so, so my, my name on PlayStation implies that I am one old. And two, without giving too much away, two, the Boogans. And so, so they say to me, so they, uh, they say to me, how old are you? Cause my, like I said, my name implies that I'm old. I go, oh, 25. And then something happened where I brought up that I was in Vietnam. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I was like, that was a, a pretty hard time for me when I was in Vietnam. And they were like, oh, really? How was that? I was like, it's, it, it, I watched my brother die in front of me. He was my stepbrother twice removed three times on my mom's side, but, and like they didn't pick up the like twice removed three times on my mom's side. And I was like, yeah, he fell into a punji pit. They're like, what's a punji pit? I'm like, it's like a pit with spikes. spikes. And he fell into it and I watched him yell and scream as he bled out and called for me and my stepmother and, you know. And they're like, wow. And I'm just going with it. And they're like, so how do you say your name? It, it, bo- bo- boogans, Boogins, Beegins? I'm like, no, it's, it's pronounced Baggins. 
<laughs> they go, where did the A come from? I go, I left it in Vietnam. And I just, <laughs> dude, I can't. And the one dude's apologizing to me. He's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know your brother was in Vietnam. I didn't mean to upset you or hurt your feelings. And I'm like, I'm just used to it. Every day's more numb than the next. Is it like the, is it like the youngest person from that served in Vietnam, like in their 70s yeah. or 80s right now? They're like, how are you in <laughs> Vietnam if you're 25? I was like, well, I'm not 25. Because I told them that's how old I was. I'm like, I'm not 25. And they're like, well, how old are you? I go, I don't know. It feels like in Vietnam aged me significantly. Like it was just – I was just <laughs> fucking just really, like – You were just really going dude, for I it. I miss Xbox Live party chats. I really mm. do. I mean I could do without the racism but like – Yeah. God, was it fun to fuck with people back in the day. And the the passing homophobia was actually kind of fun to work around. What do you mean? Like how everyone would just like call each other oh, like, slurs and yeah. stuff. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like I've said it before. <laughs> like, it, it was just like the, it was just kind of the culture. But I didn't know that was a slur until I was much older. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I didn't I, know. I thought it was just something to yell at someone who's lame. I just thought it was like you're being like like I think there's a Louis C.K. Yeah, there is a Louis C.K. joke about it. Where he goes, if I was walking through the park and I came across two guys going down on each other, I'd be like, oh, excuse me, gentlemen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, I wouldn't use that word. <laughs> but if a guy is like taking too long in the Starbucks line, like, come on. But <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm beat, dude. I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I'm seeming a little I'm bit tired. Sleepy. I'm ready for bed, dude. Yeah. I'll have to have Papa come tuck you in. Mm. Did you do anything for Easter? Um, I hung out with a boy, actually. I had a date. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, I'm incidentally het right now. What? Kind of crazy. Incidentally het. What is het? <laughs> hetero. I'm, in, oh, I'm doing oh, a, a hetero oh, relationship oh, right oh. now. And um, it's actually really fun. He's really, really sweet. Uh, he just, like, brought me around the city and... Actually, he taught me how to use the city buses, which are, like, super affordable. So we were just, like, gallivanting around. We, like, went to shops. We got ramen. Wait, hold lunch. on. Can you walk really me through the cute. process of learning how to ride the bus? Mm-hmm. Um, Is it not just get on bus, give money, swipe card, sit? Yeah, that, that's that's the, the gist you of it. You needed to take a fucking um, class for that one? <laughs> No, but he, like, brought me to the transit center okay. and, like, showed me where to buy, like, the bus pass cards, which, like, I wasn't really sure, like, where the transit center okay. was. So. A lot of this sounds like a, a quick Google search. Yeah, it was, and it's just, like, something I just hadn't gotten around to, but it was just, like, it was a nice fun day. Did you see anything fun on the bus? Um, There was this guy without his mask that was uh, getting mouthy with the bus driver. About wearing the mask? Other than that, yeah. Tight. You didn't see any homeless? Other than that, it was like, that was it. No, the guy that didn't have the mask was homeless. Ah, good. The backbone of America. I mean, I feel bad. I know homelessness is like a, a real problem. No, it is. It's an and absolute like, problem. We've got plenty. Yeah. Of, and we've got plenty of space for people. It's just yes. that late stage capitalism. Yes, bad. yes, yes, yes. Uh, there's a, I think I've told the story. I don't know if I told the story before. There's a homeless guy who like patrols my area and like... In, in a good way? I don't know. I See, that's the thing is whenever whenever I see there's a homeless guy like in the surrounding area, I always want to give him a couple bucks because if anything goes wrong, he's going to go, mm. that mother needs me. 
and he's going to be like, I need to protect that guy. Um, it's all about survival. That's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> if he ever goes postal, he is skipping yeah, your door. Yeah, yeah, like that Dane Cook joke. You remember that Dane Cook joke? I don't think I do. I don't really care. Yeah, for Dane I Cook. know, but he's a joke stealer. He uh, he had a joke about how he worked in an office and every he would the weird smelly dude. He would bring him chocolate every day, and he'd be like, "Hey man, I got you a Snickers." So the day he goes crazy and shoots up the office, he's just gonna peek into his cubicle and go. Thanks for the Snickers. And they go back to mowing down HR. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That was, that was, oh, my God. I used to be able to recite that entire joke. Yeah, no, but he, like, he, like, is in my building and uh, will hang out in the laundry room and just leaves weed everywhere. <laughs> like, bro. Weed fairy? The little weed fairy. Dude, like, I went to go do my laundry. It was like 11 o'clock at night. I didn't think anything of it. Like, I'm, I'm usually up late to begin with. Yeah. So... The lights are off. I turn the lights on, put my laundry in the machine. I put the money in and he goes, Oh, sorry, man. I'll be out of here in a minute. And I was like, All right. And like, I didn't say anything. And then I'm like getting nervous and I like got yeah. my keys in my hand and I'm like, I put the carabiner like on my knuckles in case he tries to do some shit. And he's like, mm -hmm. All right, man. Have a blessed day. I'm like, Yeah, dude, you too. And he left. And then I was like, ah, I feel bad. He's homeless. This was like a month or two ago. So it started snowing. And I was going to go run mm -hmm. him a bottle, two bottles of water and be like, Be safe just because, you know, he's not going to with us then. Yeah. And, uh, uh, let me tell you the, the you know, just like be a citizen. The homeless are a nomadic people. An incredibly mm -hmm. nomadic people. He he did not exit my peripheral vision for more than maybe three to four minutes. That motherfucker was gone, gone, like quick. Like, dude, you you want to fix homelessness? Let's get all of them into track running because they can do it. Damn. You know what I mean? Like, let's get them into track running. Let's have like, 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 let's do something. Let's have a spectator sport of track running and like, we'll fix homelessness in this country. No problem. You want to get into this lore? Um, as much as I'd love to, we should really talk about the people that make the show. Possible. Absolutely. We've got some lovely, lovely people to thank from our Patreon. Yes. And without, I mean, you guys, you know, if you know, we've said it time and time again. That without you, we couldn't do this show. You really do make it possible for us. And um, I'm going to start by thanking Noah. You couldn't vamp for two more seconds? You saw me drinking. No, I couldn't. I, was, I saw you drinking. Uh, I was like, hey, hey come are, on, dude. Are, are you going to do your little part? I'm thirsty. <laughs> um, thanks, Noah. <laughs> Next up is Danny. Thank you, Danny. Then we got Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. We have Bones Jones. Thank you, Bones Jones. And Girth Brooks. Thank you, Girth Brooks. <laughs> Thank you so much, folks. It is an honor to make this show for you. Thank you. Do you want to get into this lore? Yes. Do it. Okay. So, if you've been playing along at home, you'll know that we're, we're going through the antagonists. I feel bad for people who listen weekly, because I've said this every week for what feels like two or three months at this point, but I, we went through the protagonists, now we're doing the, then we did the antagonists, now we're doing the antagonists of uh, the DLC. Now, um, spoiler for Nuka World, I don't really feel like I should have to give that, but at the same time, I kind of feel like I do, because it's the most recent one. Because mm -hmm. uh, I'm not counting Broken Steel or whatever the new one coming out on the 26th of April or whatever it is. It, it, I, 
I want to see where these games fall canonically. Mm-hmm. And then, then we'll talk about it. Um, but Nuka World ends. Did you beat Nuka World? No. Oh, you, you didn't even beat it. Like, let alone, no. let alone even do the, the best quest. You just didn't even beat it. No. I just okay. didn't even beat it. All right. What's it like, so, what's it like I, being a fucking troglodyte? You know what? <laughs> it's kind of great. Cool. My brain is small and smooth. Yes. And I just roll through life without a care in the world do, being beautiful. Do you think your brain is small and smooth enough to be like the perfect size stone to skip across a lake? Or something. Mm, it more looks like a completely smooth, like chicken breast, <laughs> like no wrinkles at all. I just picture, like, <laughs> that that's what I'm working with. Fat, like on the member. <laughs> that's fucking funny. Um, so, <laughs> so the way Nuka World ends, if you don't know, is that one of the three raider groups. If you don't kill all of the the raiders and purify it or something. Um, one of the three raider groups will turn on the other two and you have to kill them. That being said, Nuka World's whole point was to, to give you choice, kind of, and allow you to become a bad guy instead of being this champion of the wastes or whatever the game wants you to be at the end of it. Yeah, be an asshole. Yeah. And not just sarcasm. Mm-hmm. Yes. More information, but yes. No. Funny yes. Um, I, we should make shirts of that. Can we make shirts of that? Where it's just like it just the, it's like it looks like options. arrows, yeah, and it just says yes, funny yes, no yes with more options or whatever it is. Yeah, I can do that. That'd be tight. Um, if you put it on the the art form, I can do it. You don't fucking look at that art form. Okay, so Nuka World, right? Yeah. Nuka World. The whole thing is that you're supposed to be able to be a raider. You're supposed to be able to be a bad man. So I thought, let's do the raider, the three raider groups, because eventually one of them turns on you, or you go after all of them, depending on how you want to do the quest line in it. That being said, there's not a lot. I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. It's it's a it's a um, Emil Pegli something Italian who wrote. I'm assuming wrote this, so I don't expect a lot to be there. Um, but first off, we have the operators. There will be a, an image of them on screen. The operators are one of three factions of raiders living inside of Nuka World. They are led by brother and sister duo Mags and William Black. The operators can easily be classified as an organized crime group or can also be referred to as a gang or crime syndicate. With their main motivation being profit, profit, they appear less savage and bloodthirsty than the Disciples or the Pack, uh, with more functional outfits. Like I said, we're going to talk about all the gangs, so don't yeah. worry. Com- uh, more functional outfits compared to their outlandish garb of their counterparts, resembling more of a paramilitary organization. Additionally, they have more approachable and reasonable demeanor compared to other factions. Uh, they become trapped in theme park along with the two other raider gangs inside of Nuka World. They are unable to expand their operations due to lack of action by overboss Coulter, who decides not to follow through with Porter Gage's original plan. They are, however, a dangerous group that should not be underestimated. That's really it. Yeah, for some reason, I remember back to Nuka World, I remember liking the operators the most. Like, they were the most reasonable people to come to the table. Yeah. 
I like, but I like the again, pack. After the show, I might actually play New World to relax. You're not going to do that. You and I both know that. Hold on. Let me open up my Steam and see if it's if I have it downloaded. Operators are, are only found with a sniper rifle variant of the handmade rifle with a short scope and a long sniper barrel equipped. Modded versions commonly have long covered barrels, small quick eject mags, and various scopes and semi-auto receivers. They are also the only faction in Nuka World that has two leaders, both Mags and William Black. Despite this, William will not initiate dialogue with you or give missions like his sister. The Operator's faction armor offers a fair amount of well-balanced protection akin to combat armor, but is almost twice as heavy. Their armor dress is the heaviest piece of clothing in the game, weighing in at 71 pounds, wow, while providing resistance on par with a full set of sturdy combat armor. Operator's heavy armor actually surpasses heavy combat armor in terms of protective qualities. Since every operator is equipped with at least a few pairs of their armor, it means that even the most basic operator boasts better resistance than Commonwealth Raiders or Gunners of much higher Mm -hmm. levels. This coupled with the powerful weaponry makes them a lot more dangerous than their Commonwealth counterparts regardless of one's level. Hmm. Next mm-hmm. up, did I say that I get all my lore from fallout.fandom.com? Get it now. Cool. Uh, next up is the Disciples. Disciples are one of another one of three factions. The Disciples are led by the enigmatic Nisha. I guess I'll have a picture of the leaders up here as well. Mm-hmm. Or at least like they're like clan tags. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> in criminology term, the disciple, the disciples' most common factor is the is the act called thrill killing, meaning that they are a that they are bloodthirsty and sadistic by nature. The disciples are more akin to regular wasteland raiders. Uh, more than they are to the operators or the pack. Their base in Fizz Top Mountain is filled with disassembled corpses and gore. Since Nisha became their leader and named them the Disciples, they follow what they see as the natural way of the world. Kill or be killed. Survival of the fittest. The only rule they truly have is don't get caught, meaning the Disciples are pretty much free to do anything, including killing members of the other gangs as long as they don't get caught. What did you say? Leaving behind evidence that trails back to the Disciples may lead to disinib... Discipline. Help me, please. You hear me floundering and you just sit there. Disciplinary. Discipline. Fucking disciplinary. Disciplinary. Thank you. I could say it, but I couldn't form it with my mouth and face. Right. Um, disciplinary measures taken from within, which usually means the offending disciple is killed and disposed of. The gauntlet was built by the disciples as a way of keeping them calm while waiting for Coulter to follow up the plans of taking over Nuka World. Most of their members are women. They are not female exclusive, however. It is possible to find a male disciple in owned raider outposts and can be seen in their base with Savoy. Savoy? Right? Savoy, Savoy yeah. being a notable male disciple. Disciples carry guns, but often remark that they prefer knives, as these can be used to deliver slow and painful deaths to their victims. All disciples wear face-covering masks. 
The Rona secure. <laughs> Disciples usually carry a 44 pistol with a bayonet or short or shortened automatic version of a handmade rifle. That's the best thing to come out of this DLC was the handmade rifle. Yeah, really fucking cool. Did, did you ever get the splatter cannon? Yes. It's like every time you shot somebody in succession, it got it did double damage or something. It was really good. It's, yeah. Uh, the handmade rifle in their gang's colors with modified versions of guns completely equipped with drum magazines. The Disciple Faction armor offers a fair amount of well-balanced protection akin to – is this the same thing written out? Is it? The same well-balanced protection akin to combat armor but is almost twice as heavy. The custom metal armor weighs up to 109 It might just out. be like the same as the other factions. Yeah, it weighs up to 109 pounds for a full set while providing even higher resistance than a suit of heavy combat armor. Since every disciple is equipped with at least a few parts of their armor, it often means that even the most basic disciple boasts better gun resistance than I've already read this for the other one. It's pretty much copy paste, even though it's just heavier combat armor. Yeah. Even though the disciples state, sure, we use guns, but knives are where it's at. Almost none of them actually use knives in combat. The disciples' blade can only be found in Nisha's inventory and or rarely on random disciples spawning outside of Nougatown, USA. Now for my favorite, the pack. The pack is pretty dope. Uh, they remind me of Little B. <laughs> The Rat Man. <laughs> like Little B Base God? Yeah, because he, he was originally part of a group called The Pack. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, the Pack is one of three factions found inside of Nuka World, and they are an animal-themed and equipped with a fucking shitty demeanor, and The Pack is led by Alpha Mason. Because he's not compensating they like for a, anything. like a hierarchical structure that... Is similar to a pack. Yeah, but did you know that Go like figure. did you know that like alpha and omega wolves don't exist? That like doesn't exist. It's like yeah. not real. Yeah, it's like a a bad scientific study that just got too much PR, and it's like not even real. There, it's more of like a egalitarian kind of thing. Yeah, where everyone's kind of like an equal member of the unit. Like there, there's always a runt because there's always a small one. Mm-hmm. But like. And there are, like, the more, like, stronger, like, warrior kind of yeah, types. Yeah, but, dude, have ten kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, have ten kids. Just what do you think is going to happen? Ten, shit ten kids out. Yeah. <laughs> the hierarchy of the pack is based... I'm not going to do that voice. The hierarchy of the pack is based on pop culture depictions of wolf packs, with their leader being referred to as the Alpha. They follow the rules of survival of the fittest, as well as certain other animals... Example, peacocks. Who the f- who named the peacock the peacock? Um, Alfred P. Cockensfield. Like, who was just like, let's just name it fucking piss genitals. <laughs> <laughs> they use their colorful and outlandish looks to boast. I just think peacock, like, they're cool birds. I remember there was a zoo growing up that we used to go to that they would just walk around. They just walked around uh, on this one island in Croatia. Really? Yeah, I visited it a couple times. So I have like videos like four feet from peacocks. Oh, that's really tight. They they, they would just fucking. Do you want to hear a funny story about birds, real quick? 
Sure. I was in my, they're not real. I was in my uh, car <laughs> at work and I had the door open and I was like at the end of a parking lot near some grass and like right where I work, there's a house next door. And all of a sudden I see this chicken walk over and I'm like, like eight feet from this chicken. And I was like, okay, I guess they just do this out here. So I took a picture of the just chicken. Just a fucking chicken. Yeah. I just took a picture I of the chicken. I keep saying the fuck word. Sorry. It's all good. Don't worry. And, uh, I'm like on my phone, like dicking around on my break and I hear, Vance, Vance, and I hear it, but it's not like processing. And I go, and I hear mm-hmm. Vance, Vance. I need help. Is it Vince or is it Vance? And I like look out of my car and I like look around at the girl and I go, "It's Anthony." And I got out, and she's like, "I need help with this chicken." And I'm like, "What? What do you need? And she's like, I, I need to take this chicken and put it on the other side of the fence. Can you help me corner it? And I, I looked at her just with a straight face and just went, chuck it like a football. I, I looked at her with a straight face and go, I ain't touching that fucking chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she's like, she's like, okay. I'm sitting there going, I ain't touching this chicken raw. Only way I'm touching this chicken raw is if I'm making some fucking chicken cutlets. And guess what? I'm not. <laughs> so I ain't touching this chicken. Whatever. It is common for the PAX members to challenge the reigning alpha to win the title, which ends with the winner remaining as the dominant. That's this is written poorly. It's common for PAX members to challenge the reigning alpha to win the title, which ends with the winner remaining as the dominant of the PAX, which usually means the alpha is the most violent member, but not the most capable leader. As pack law forbids killing other members, the losers are generally shamed and then exiled. Members are identified by their colorful outfits and bizarre face paint. Most members wear masks depicting other animals. The pack feeds the carnivorous animals they keep with human remains. Evidence of this can be found on Nuka World's backstage. Yeah. Did you ever find Sito? In Nuka mm-hmm. World, Sito. He's like no, raised by he's raised by the gorillas or something, and he's like mm-hmm. super strong. And when you do his quest, he gives you Sito's shiny slugger, and it's a no. I've never done. It's that. an aluminum baseball bat with rockets on it, and it fucking oh, rips. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the pack members are found with automatic versions of the handmade rifle in their gang's colors or painted versions of baseball bats, sledgehammers, and board. Just board. Board. <laughs> with various mods equipped. Pack members are twice as likely to equip a baseball bat as any other, me- or over any other melee weapon. The pack- I love the energy of like, someone coming at you with a fucking baseball bat that's modded to hell. Yeah. Do you ever actually see a baseball bat? It makes bat? me want to, like, put razor blades on a baseball bat. I don't know how well that would work. Like, nails makes a lot of sense. You know what I saw the other day? I mm. saw Christ nails. You know what Christ nails are? Christ nails? Yeah. Like, Jesus the Christ? Yeah, like, I, I, I've i always heard them referred to as Christ nails. They're like the old nails from the 1800s that are just spikes. Like, this big. Like, the ones that, like, just kind of, like taper yeah, like down yeah but they, and they have like a yeah, flat head ones, yeah i saw christ nails mm-hmm. the other day i was like wow it's been a long time since i've seen these that's that's my story for today um <laughs> christ nails. yeah you never you never heard that before 
I just think it's funny. The pack is the only raider group faction in Nuka World with only one name member in it, while the operators and disciple disciples both have three. Uh, pack faction armor is a fair amount of well balanced protection akin to combat armor. It's about the same is this shit. The same yeah. copy pasta. Yeah, it's just the heavier combat armor. Cool. That's the three gangs that control Nuka World. Do you feel enlightened? Do you feel blessed upon? Honestly, I had a better impression of them when we hadn't talked about them. Because really? now I just kind of feel like they're pretty basic. Yeah, they're white. All three women. of them are pretty much the same thing, just a little bit different skin. It's Fallout I feel like when 4. I was actually in the world, like, interacting with them, yeah. I had a much better impression. I liked the pack the most when I played because it was the group that was like, we're just raiders for the sake of being raiders. Mm-hmm. Like, we, just, we just fuck. Yeah. I, I like them. I like them the most. I think that's lore. Home person? I think that's lore, too. All right. So, even though the lore is over, yes. I do have some questions to ask you about what you think about these groups. Okay. Because Nuka World, pretty good, uh, from what I played. Um, but, like I said, these groups are kind of boring. Do you want to remaster them? With me? Sure. Um... Let's make these people more interesting. Um, which one do you want to talk about and like see if we can make it better? I think the disciples and the operators are so fucking similar. And They're really honestly, similar. why would they name them the disciples? They're, it's not like they're like I if they were named like something like the disciples, I want it to be more culty. Yeah. Yeah, I think we should like redo these. Sure. I'll just go in order. Yeah. So the operators are kind of like the like like mafioso syndicate type. Can I can I just tell you something? Speaking of that, I've already yeah. forgotten the disciples and the operators. What made them different? Me too. That's why I think we should make them better. Yeah, like, and I'm not just I'm not just ha ha Fallout Four, no player choice. I'm not making that meme. I genuinely it's probably because I'm super tired too, but I genuinely mm. don't remember. What made them different? Because I'm pretty sure both of their their things was kill or be killed, survival of the fittest. Mm-hmm. So the operators, you want to do more of like – I think we need more Italian representation in these games. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think my people show up enough. It's bad <laughs> enough I had to play in fucking Boston and that the only cool <laughs> city is in the fucking Red Sox Stadium. Yeah, fuck that. Um, but for the operators, I feel like they should do something to be more in line with their namesake. Like there should have been some kind of like quest line that like, if you look at their logo, it's like literally a crosshairs with a heart in it. They should be trying to pull some tricks and assassinate people like throughout their quest line. I think they should be really vying for dominance. I think as like the syndicate type system, do it. What do you think? We should play up the Italian thing, like the mobster thing. Mm-hmm. I think, speaking that you said it's it's a heart inside of some crosshairs. The main guy is a little chubby Italian guy. There, he's always eating, always. And I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. just like he's like you watch a mafia movie, which I don't because they make our people look bad. But watch any mafia movie; everybody's eating. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This dude's always eating pasta. Like he's always eating something. Like he, he he's found a way to continue what tradition he can. And he's got a, a fixation on Salisbury steak. Sure. And he um the reason why it's the crosshairs with the heart in it is um it was originally it was originally more of like just the heart logo. And then it was it was uh already totally forgot. Is the operators the brother and sister duo? Yeah. Yeah, see, that's that's how little I remember this. Um Instead of a brother and sister dynamic, it was originally him and his lover. Yeah, and then one of the other, like, like the pack, like killed the lover. Uh, I wasn't thinking the pack killed the lover. I think it was a little something a little more heinous. Um, when somebody dies, you know they're gone, and you'll never talk to them again. When somebody mm-hmm. cheats on you, you know they're out in that world, mm. no longer having fun with you when they used to. Right. I think his girlfriend or what have you or lover or something or maybe a dude. I don't know. It doesn't matter at this point. Love interest meets up with a caravaner or something that is – or maybe even one of the hubologists that are right outside of Nuka World falls in love mm-hmm. with them, starts cheating on the new leader of the operators and he goes, okay, Ooh. cool. Nobody in my gang is ever allowed to be in love again because that just brings problems. Oh, so they he makes it like super like no fucking around. No, quite literally no fucking around. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's like really cool. He, uh, that's it. He knows – he goes, okay, this is how I got hurt. This fucked me over in the long run. I'm going to make sure – and he what he thinks he's doing is helping the gang. But what he's really doing is like putting a damper on the gang. And if anything, mm-hmm. they're just kind of – going to other people of either opposite or same sex since they're not allowed to have any sort of relationship with them. They're just kind of like screwing around and kind of messing with people's emotions mm-hmm. and shit. And uh Yeah. Like honestly and that's just it's causing more problems. Yeah, but he thinks he's doing something good for the long in the long run, but he but he not. Mm-hmm. He's not I know what's best for Nuka World. Is <laughs> kind of yeah. Um this is a business. There's no love about it. Yeah. The only love you should like have. Like that. The only love you should have is for your job and not for anybody else. Because my job isn't going to cheat That would have been so me. much more interesting. Hire me, goddammit. Fucking hire <laughs> me. <laughs> I, I love this universe. I will be more than happy to write cool shit for this universe. I think that's a much better concept for the operators. And it makes, it makes the, the leader of the operators – a way more compelling character because you can feel for him because even mm-hmm. if you've never been cheated on, you understand that you've probably either had feelings for someone, been in a relationship with someone or something and to think, mm-hmm. oh my god, if that person were to leave me for somebody else, I'd be devastated. He, he becomes and a way more sympathetic be like, character. There could even be like a quest to like go after the guy that stole his woman. Yeah. Like, we're gonna wipe out the caravan as <laughs> something. Yeah. You took my girl. I take your entire business. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, It could have been hard. Yeah. It could have been. You could have really played up. You could have really played up uh, a more of, uh, you know, like Like a mob style. A heart sick. Like a heart sick revenge of like, a, a mob. He seems like he's in control, like he's in charge, but he's just so heartbroken. He's just mm-hmm. so upset about what happened. He he won't even like admit it. The dude like hasn't cried in years because he won't allow himself to do it. Like 
Oh, and like when you finally catch the guy that did it, he's just like standing there, like with the gun to his head and just bawling his eyes out as he as he takes down the competition. What? I'm like I'm thinking like the mob leader when he goes like if when you do the revenge quest, he's just like crying his eyes out as he's killing this other guy that stole I his see, woman. I see. Okay, yeah. Yeah, finally, like he cries. I because, thought like you were he's saying, like finally getting like that release. See, I thought I thought you were saying when you when you turn on everybody, like if you turn on everybody, when you enter his office, he's just smoking a cigarette, eating food, and it's just mm-hmm. like like you go through a whole long dialogue thing, and at the end of it, he pretty much goes, "You're not killing me. I've been dead for years." And then like bang, like what the fuck happened here? This mm-hmm. now now this warrants a second playthrough because now I have to find out what that was about. Yeah, and like, you're just another one turning you back on. Yeah, me. once again, like somebody that. else has yeah. disappointed me. Like, oh, character dynamics. that would have been so much cooler. Yeah. So, what, what do you think about the um the disciples? Yeah, again, again, totally cult of personality, cult of personality, I, definitely. I don't agree. I don't disagree. What do you think? Cult. Mm-hmm. But I think because the hubologists are there in Nuka World, play into that. Okay. How do you see them interacting? This is now, again, I've only played mostly Fallout 1, and I know the hubologists quite literally come from the hub, and they're the cult. Mm. But um, from the hub. But I think play it up that the disciples the, – the full name would be like the disciples of the hub. I have questions mm-hmm. on – which they might answer in the game, but I don't remember of. How the fuck did they get all the way from California to Boston? Um, which I kind of – An $80,000 vertebrate. Which I kind of need to like – I need to see if that's like in the game because I don't remember uh, if they explain why they're there. But what if the disciples were an offshoot of hubologists? And like a like a radicalized hubologist yeah. sect. So like their Ooh, that's really their cool. full name is like disciples of the of hubology, and not just hubologists. Like oh, I'm I'm a hubologist mm-hmm. from from like uh, we could even reuse uh, Nisha. Like like Nisha. Oh, I don't went, care what like, you do with yeah, absolutely. Like went totally like like do, like changed the dogma and was yeah. like. This is what we're doing, and everyone was like, yeah, we're following Nisha. Ma, ma, okay, so do you know the difference between a, a cult and a religion? Uh, funding. <laughs> kind of? Um, tax <laughs> exemption? Uh, when I had, when I had uh, some people over to play D&D the other night, I have a sticker on my laptop, because I was using my laptop. I have a sticker of Heaven's Gate on my laptop, and mm-hmm. one person goes, oh, that's really cool. What is that? I was, I was like, oh, yeah, you know what? Because it says Heaven's Gate Social Club, and it's it's a guy with a purple, like, fucking cloth over his face, and he's drinking something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know what that is? And, and she's like, no, I don't. And I was like, this is totally off now. I'm going to have to, like, readjust mm-hmm. that. That really sucks. Uh, she's like, no, I don't. Is it a clothing brand? I go, no, it's a cult. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like I went on a whole like thirty minute tirade. I showed them the website and the videos. Like like you gave them the ru- the rundown of Heaven's Gate and what there's a Heaven's Gate HBO documentary that I've yet to watch, and I'm kind of waiting for like a day where I've off where I can sit down and like really really get into it. Um, mm-hmm. One of the I'm trying to convince Aislinn to listen to the Heaven's Gate podcast. It's amazing. 
It's really it's, good. I listen to it once a year. All ten episodes, of this, I make sure I listen to it once a year because it's so good. The difference between a religion and a cult is a religion worships a dead figure. A cult worships someone who's still alive. That, you're, I guess you're right. Yeah. yeah. So if you look at something like Christianity, people worship Jesus. Jesus in, in, in canon, in the lore, was in a the lore. human who died and then ascended to heaven, right? Mm-hmm. If you look the at the son of God, if you, if that's what you're, but if you on about, if you yeah. look at if you look at Waco, Texas, David Koresh said that he was speaking to God, and then people started to worship him because they said As an emissary exactly. Yeah. So that's the difference between a cult and a religion. Those so are the yeah, two I things. Wanna, I want to see the disciples be like more like culty. Yes. They worship Nisha or whoever it may be because he feels like whatever deity – and I feel like – I feel bad that I don't really know all of this. So let me look it up quick. Whatever deity the hub focuses themselves on, he's mm-hmm. hearing voices from this deity. Turns out it's probably like drug usage that every cult Some has. Some Mama Murphy-ass stuff. Like every cult has drug use. Well, yeah, at some point they have drug use. At some point. And, and heavy drinking. But it's also probably a mix of I'll radiation. I would say substance abuse is a, is a common motif for cults. Yes. The Habal, you're getting a little bit of bonus lore. We're going to do something on the Habalogist in the future, but just their quick little blurb mm-hmm. on the top of the wiki says, Habalogist are a religious sect headquartered in the former city of San Francisco and can also be found in Nuka World. They originated as a cult founded before the Great War. Oh, before the Great War known mm-hmm. uh, by a man known as Dick Hubble or the Hub by Habalogists. So they, what, who do they worship? Beliefs. Habologists are a religion that promotes the idea that humans are plagues by the spirit, or plagued by the spirit of the dead, called Neurodynes. <laughs> okay, so what I'm getting from this is that it's pretty much a play on Scientology. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's so, not what I got. I'm not saying that Scientology is a cult or a religion or anything. I bet they're fine people. But it that, is that are a there. tax exempt organization. But it is tax exempt, and I hope they're having a fine day because I I just want them to know that. Thumbs up to you guys. You kind of scare me. Um, and I mm-hmm. don't want to say you're good or bad people on a recording. So I don't want to get Twitter mobbed by the Scientologists. Uh, did you ever see the documentary Going Clear? I feel like just saying that they're going to come after me. So they worship whatever, but they feel like whatever deity they're getting in touch with, be it Dick Hubble or whatever, um, he's speaking to some sort of version of him and he's getting that the only way for you to the, it, it, we kind of play into Waco, uh, the only way for you to be able to attain power and to, to bring out whatever their deity wants, be it peace or like, what is, what does Jesus really want other than you to be nice to your neighbors? And if people are selling shit and half the people don't even do that. Yeah, exactly. Like, so it, it, he's like, the only way you're going to be able to get this is if you get a bunch of guns together and get organized and you make yourself a compound. And you and you kill for me. Pretty much. Killing is not something that's going to be – killing is going to be looked at as sacred. It's going to be looked at as yeah. a rite of passage. Like it's, you've been blessed with this opportunity to kill. I'm kind of thinking of it in the terms of – I don't like killing, but when done righteously, it is a chore like any other. Like, I'm thinking mm-hmm. it very much yeah. in, in that sense of like... That was a very good sound bit. You like that? It was. I thought it was very good. Hey, thanks. Um, he's my favorite character in New Vegas, and I... Uh, um, 
I think it's more of like when you kill, know what you're doing. Fucking know what you're doing because what you're doing is is thanking and saying and showing our God that what we're doing matters. But you can't like every other thing you can't um you can't take too much joy in it. Too much too much excess. Like I, I want I want then you, it's like hedonism. Yes. And I want you to be able to go into their base and see them flagellating themselves. Just just and like someone's putting salt. Like really offering themselves up like, to a, the cause. Yeah, like they this is this is a group that it's a cult, but like they are highly militarized. They are highly mm-hmm. active. I don't care what their story is outside of that, really. Uh I mean we could flush it out more. I need to know more about Hubology, to be completely honest. Right. Yeah. It would have to definitely be based in Hubology. I yeah. Say. I think, I think that would be where he like goes manic and goes off on his own. And by the end of it, if he's one of the ones he's like, I have spoken to Dick Hubble and this and that. And like, you could throw in like other things and, and talk about other sorts of religions and, and whatnot and other cults mm-hmm. have, have a, a, like a reference to Heaven's Gate be like, once Dick Hubble comes when the, the comets come and the spaceship behind it, we will ascend to the next, like have a whole thing about it. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say about I, that. That's all I think I have to say <laughs> on, on the disciples. Yeah. But that's already more compelling than what we got, which is just like, let's just kill. Yeah. For the pack, I really like the pack as a concept. Yeah, me too. But I just wish they were a little bit more apeshit. I wish this is what I would do with the pack. I want to see, like, the pack, but, like, Rage 2. Does that make sense? Yeah. I want the pack to not be a loose group of people. You want them to have a very, like, strict social uh, hierarchy? The pack is, like, 16. No, that's too much. The pack is, like, I was going to say 15. 11 plus 1 people. Mm-hmm. That's it. Due to the top. Everybody has names. They are so fucking powerful and and strategized. And in the strategy is rush. Like mm-hmm. they like they have you some go under- in and you conquer. Yeah, they I want them to kind of And also be- I would have liked to see even more like animal motifs. Like I wanted to see less. Like, yes, this is what I was like about to get at. Yeah. and stuff. So yeah. so the, there's let's say there's let's say there's there's eleven plus one right. The first three mm-hmm. are the head council, and each one is represented it's by like the wolf, the bear, and like like the hawk or something. The the three people in the top council are apex predators. That's the motif they're built on. One's a lion, one's a wolf, one's a gorilla, something like that, right? Then under those three are kind of like hunter gatherers. So mm-hmm. a hunter-gatherer animal, strong, can hold their own, but is something something else. And then the bottom, what I say? This, and what are we at? Six? The last six mm-hmm. are big, beefy rhinos, uh, elephants, hippopotamus, big animals like that. They are the wall. They are the strongest mm-hmm. forces they have. They rush in with the handmade rifles and fucking mow everybody down. And, and, and that's, there's, there's like underling soldiers and they, they could play on the motif of like birds. Like they can play on the motif of like parrots, like colorful feathers and shit. And then I kind of want outside, an outside group based on penguins. Hear me out. Hear me out. These are like, I would like to hear this. They're, they're kind of like, um, what are, what are Kaisar's assassins? Praetorians? 
No. Uh, they're the... Uh, it sounds like... Um, Fumentari. Like Fumentari, His, yeah. Okay, essentially the Pax Fumentari, they all wear black suits, but their faces are the... Like, their face and hair is just this vibrant painting of of different colors, but from from like almost like the yakuza in a reverse sense. From the neck hmm. down, it is it is a suit, and then here, like coming out from the neck, is like the tree of life. So they believe in this like hierarchy of nature, and that the hmm. tree of life, the roots of the tree of life, kind of flow throughout them to the paint, like going near their eyes to their ears, and they have like whatever hair do they want, and it's all like out and crazy and like it's, and even like like they could have like fake like antlers yeah. and like ears and stuff and they yeah. really really but the, there's there's like four of them and they have their own council like the, when they're called upon they're called upon and they're ruthless but they're calculated and ruthless like they're they're the they're smart they're the like like you could even have where you meet with this council of four different penguin assassins or whatever they're called and uh like they know that they're smarter and better than everybody else in the in the pack like in that 12 hierarchy and the 12 hierarchy knows that they no kick ass they know they kick ass but they're too ignorant to realize that they could kill all of them and the only mm-hmm. reason that the penguin 4 don't do it is because they go we have a cushy life we get called upon to do something rarely yeah. we walk around we eat when we want we fuck when we want we do whatever we want when we want it so why would I go and ruin this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That super slaps. Thanks. And it's better than what Bethesda gave us. Hmm. <laughs> a good game, or a, a bad game is bad forever, but a delayed game has the opportunity to be better. The game needed two more years of development. That's all I'm gonna say. Fall Four is a fine game. This isn't. I'm tired of shitting on it. But do you know what didn't need two more years of development? What would that be? That would be our intro music, Feather Duster. Yeah, tell if you me wanted about to it. get it, you can get it at www.silvermansounds.com/slash/free-music/slash/feather-duster. Vince, tell us some words. If you'd like, in the description below, there are links to uh, my Twitter, the show's Twitter, and all of Twitter. There's also a link down there to our Discord. Go ahead and join our Discord. We use Discord to record so we can look at each other. We can uh, we listen to some music this episode, and I really feel like it helped me a lot reading because I'm dyslexic. Yeah. Um, let my brain kind of think about other things as I read. Um this has been a Gulman Entertainment production. We Check us out on YouTube. we got a bunch of other shows. There should be a Lizard Brains episode up by now. So if you like Godzilla and you want to listen to me and a friend of mine talk about what has been so far the worst one in the series. Um, Which one is it? The son of Godzilla. Hmm. Godzilla's a kid and he's not a great dad and the human plot goes on way too long. Yeah, it's not great. And I love some big lizard. But – Got one in my backyard. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for being here, friends. Uh, thank you again to the Patreon. If you'd like to support us in another way, we have a red bubble where you could buy a T-shaped shirt, a bunch of other cool stuff. <laughs> um, I got that from another podcast I listened to. Um, I think that's everything. I'm really tired. Me too. I'm like ready to go to bed. Um, 
Oh, say something funny. Something funny. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Gulman Entertainment Production.